Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? It is bjshow.co. I got it right that way that time, didn't I, John? And remember, I love I love the way you say it, Brad. We can't afford the M. <laughs> yes, bjshow.co. I wish I could call that original, but that was actually told to me by a guy, uh, another radio guy that had a client. I think this is in L.A. that had a .co address, and they had the same nice, problem. People nice. were going to the .com. It's not the website. And they would say in the ad, hey, remember, it's .co. We couldn't afford the M. And yeah. they, you know, they said they said we couldn't afford the M because our prices are so low. <laughs> beautiful. It's a beautiful angle. Yeah. Okay. It's a Friday. Uh, next week, you and I will be here, and I think you and I are the only ra- uh, regular, if you want to call us that, the regular radio people who will actually be working between the holidays. There are so many companies that I've talked to this week that a week ago Friday, this was their last day, and they don't come back till Tuesday, January 2nd. And think, you know what? They're probably the same people that are advocating to have Super Bowl Monday off, right. Brad. <laughs> they don't get enough And you know off. what? I, I went to Armstrong and Getty's podcast the other day, yep. and they've been on break for, what, a week now? Oh, man. You know, it's funny. The guy who's their, who's their, uh, their guy who's what do you call him? I don't know if they're a producer. They're the guy who promotes the show. He's their, mm-hmm. he's their, their affiliate guy. Okay, great mm-hmm. guy. Guy by the name of Craig Wetstein, been in the business a long time. And I, I almost tempted to say him, Dude, I sign on Armstrong and Getty, and they take a week off for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, uh, one of the two left last Monday, uh, last Friday. He's in Austria, and the other guy. And here's the problem. Here's the problem I have with Armstrong and Getty and Markley Van Camp and Robbins. I'm still trying to figure out the voices, which one's which. Okay, is that Robbins? Is that Van Camp? Yeah. And the same thing. It's Joe Getty and Jack Armstrong, and I believe. If I'm not mistaken, Jack Armstrong is the higher-voiced guy, and Joe Getty is the lower-voiced guy. But, yeah, they won't be back, and they won't be back till like, January 4th. Now, you know how they can remedy it, Brad. They need to—they should cut a 15- to 30-second promo talking about how we are their lead-in in the St. Louis market. They love and appreciate us. They agree with us on every issue top to bottom, and everybody that follows them nationally— should go to bjshow.co. Well, you know that's how they can remedy their their off time. They can pay penance. I may be too close to it, but they do an excellent show. And I don't think they've ever been in St. Louis. Uh, they're they're on the weekends on um, on the Patriot. They just do like a, okay. a, a like a Sunday morning stint, like two hours, something like that. But they are really good. They're out of Sacramento, California. And we carry the show live. A lot of the talk shows you hear have been what they call time shifted, where if, you know, mm-hmm. you hear that, like, for example, if you listen to, like, Dana on 97.1, she's on from, what, 8 till 11. She's actually on from, like, I think from 2 till, till to 5 in the afternoon or something like that. Anyway, yeah. um, they run the show, and we run all four hours of it. Most of the network people only take three hours. They're very talented, and most importantly... They are very good at what they're talking about. They know the topics, but they're funny. And yeah. it's like the it's same. It's rare. It's the Rush Limbaugh thing. Right. You've got to be able to entertain right. people. Right. You've got to entertain people. The same thing with the guys in the afternoon, uh, Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins. That's sort of interesting because they're three different generations. You and I are two different generations. Uh, that's but right. they have a, a boomer, 
I guess a millennial and an Xer or something like that. Or Z. Thank God there's a Gen X guy there to, <laughs> yes. to save the show, you know? Right. Something like Thank that. Thank goodness. Yeah, something like that. Okay. <laughs> I'm using my phone a lot this morning. If you will indulge me, one quick phone call yeah. here. And any money. Are we calling this, somebody else? I am calling. Matter of fact, I'm in the next segment, we're going to call Jack Frost. But in this segment, nice. I'm going to make a phone call here. And I'm going to see if this person will answer the phone. Chances are they won't. As Shelly used to say, one ringy dingy. You don't even know what that means, do you? I don't. Hey, you're on the air, so don't no potty mouth, okay? All right. Are you in your car? Yeah, I'm driving to work. Are you headed to work? What time are you at work now? Uh, I have to be there at 8. This is my son, Drew. Drew, normally I call you on your birthday, but there's a problem this year. You know what that is? On a Saturday? Yeah, <laughs> your birthday's on a Saturday. So I wanted to call you and tell you happy birthday, and tomorrow... I will me I will feel much older than I do right now. And you know why? You know why? What's that? So I'm turning 30, baby. 30 years old. Drew, I just want to call you real quick. Wish you happy birthday. I'll see you tomorrow. Um, and uh, I love you. And uh, even though you've caused me much grief in the past, I still think the world of you. All righty. I love you too, Dad. Okay, bye. <laughs> Actually, just the opposite. My son, Drew is like the easiest person in the world to get along with. I How mean, did that happen? I, yeah, he's one of my family members. It, you know what? Because it's a rebellion against Brad. That's what it is. Now, it's a rebellion against Dad. He, You know, you never see him in a bad mood. I mean, you know, he's he's he sometimes he gets he gets down, you know, he he's not happy with things in his life. And he just started a new job and and God, I hate to say this, but well, I won't say it cuz somebody from his job might be listening. But, <laughs> they might be. But I asked him what he thought of his new job on a scale of 1 to 10 and the number wasn't good. So, we'll just leave it at that. Okay. So, he's a great kid. Uh work for I guess six years at Sam's Club, the one right there on the Veterans Memorial, right there in St. Charles, uh, okay. be between 94 and Zumble. And he started out working um, in, uh, you know, the warehouse. I mean, just, you know, moving stuff around, stocking shelves and stuff like that. And then got into being an optician. He went to all the classes and stuff like that. So he was the guy who would wear the white coat, you know, the whole bit. And if you needed your glasses adjusted or if you came oh, in, yeah. like he would work with you, uh, uh, you know, to like sort of prep you for the doctor. They had a, you know, optometrist there and uh, he would take down all the information and do a lot of sort of you know asking questions filling out the forms and when you saw the doctor the doctor pretty much had all your forms done you know and he, he did that for a long time and one of the advantages to his news job is you know working in retail especially when you're working in a place like Sam's Club it's seven days a week and I don't think they were open on Sundays but I know I know they were open on Saturdays at least the optical department and uh, you know now he's got a Monday through Friday 8 to 4 30 kind of job so i don't know i don't know if that's good or not i mean god where i'm at right now if someone said you know there's a thing you said when we did the podcast john combest i made a comment to you about you know what are you doing right now and i said mm -hmm. well, can people hire you to work for them and you said something to the effect of that the worst thing you can imagine right now in your life was showing up at a job every day and starting up Outlook. And I Absolutely. I the the sound was... of Outlook. Like, I mean, for, if, 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 if anybody that's listening that hasn't been subjugated or subjected to this, the idea of booting up a computer and looking at 100 overnight emails that you got of people passing the buck or complaining about this and that, like, like I, I don't mean to make a self-harm reference, but like, 
I would rather um, take a short walk off a off a uh, you know what I mean long walk off a, off a short plank. Right. And your job as a comms person, people would yeah. complain about things to the company. There would be situations you'd have to handle diplomatically. There would be, I yep. guess, coworkers who would drop things in your lap, all of the Absolutely. above. Absolutely. Every day. <laughs> Every day. And, 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 and to be clear, I worked with some wonderful people. But the idea of facing an inbox every morning, it's just something that once you get out of it, and you're, and you're out of shape of biting your tongue or phrasing things ever so diplomatically. And I thought about that the other day. The idea, if you dropped me back in that same environment, I'd last about a day, Brad, because I would tell people uh, w- what they could do to themselves. Well, see, the one thing about it is there's a plus and there's a minus. I've been self-employed since 1984, and there's it's sort of funny because people always talk about the fact, oh, man, it'd be great to own your own company and, and be self-employed and not have a boss to deal with. And I think I tell them, I say, you don't understand because I used to have one boss. Now I have probably 30 bosses. My boss, Especially with what you do, Brad. <laughs> right, You're my, exactly right. My boss, my ultimate boss with the radio stations is the FCC. If I do things wrong, I get in trouble with them. If I do things wrong with my building, the local municipal dude will show up and, you know, write me up. Yep. You know what I mean? So and yeah. if I don't do things right with my banker, he's calling me on the carpet. They're all my boss. Yep. And, it, and it, it, what there's there's pluses and minuses of, of every situation. Right. And, and one of the strange things about the last decade or so is that we've seen this fetishization of the so-called hustle culture. Right. You know, the right. bros that say, dude, just work four hours a week and start <laughs> right, a sh- right. drop shipping company. And right, right, right. All these right. other things. And there's a lot to be said for going into a corporate job and making an easy six figures and being done at 4.59 p.m. and getting great health insurance and calling it a day. And, and you know, that is often maligned, but but that's the best option for a whole lot of people. And oh, for me, yeah. it worked beautifully for, for a, you know, counting time I was at a PR firm about 14, 15 years. Oh, I look, I, I, I totally agree with you. Some people are not made to run their own business. I mean, I, yeah. I, I have people all the time that tell me, how do you deal with all the things you deal with? I mean, they start to see what what's in my life. Matter of fact, I'll talk about this to you off air. I've got this crazy idea I may pull off and starting on January 1st, but that's a whole other idea. Is it doing a morning show from 7 to 8 a.m. with a <laughs> radical right-wing guy? <laughs> That just talks about nonsense um, and hustle culture. Can, can, yeah. Well, but but see, the interesting thing about that is, here, let me let me mention a name. And the reason I bring this name up is because I'm not defaming him. I have tremendous respect for him. His name is Del Wamsley. W- yeah, I, you're a big fan of him. I, I don't am, know if, if I, all the listeners know, but you should give an overview of Del. I am a big fan of his. He's an interesting guy. He is a multi, 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 multi-millionaire, okay? And the story behind Dell was he grew up, He apparently his parents bounced him around all over the country. At one point in time, uh, uh, as he calls his dark period of time, he lived in Florissant, believe it or not. And and he talked and he to, claims that it was rough and tumble then, but let's face it, it was a very nice area back then. Yeah, back when he says it was rough and tumble, it wasn't. It was actually a pretty nice place, okay? And I'm not saying it's not a bad place. It's, it's, it's a bad place now. I just say it's changed. Let's put it that way. Okay, so he... And, and what's fascinating to me is he has all the earmarks of a person that I love their backstory. Talks about the fact that his parents were not very nice to him. And matter of fact, he talks about the fact that he was an ugly kid. And he has a couple jokes. He talks about how his mom used to hang a pork chop around his, 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 uh, his neck so dogs would be friendly with him because, <laughs> because people wouldn't be friendly with him. So he goes off and, and he goes to college. I don't think he graduated. So he decides, and, and 
in his early years, like in his in his middle school years, junior high years, he decided he's going to turn his life around. And he's a big, fat, overweight kid. And he talks about this. I was a fat and overweight kid. He starts working out at the gym. He reads the Charles Atlas book. You familiar with the Charles Atlas oh, book? Oh, yeah. yeah. There was a cartoon of a, of a guy on a beach getting sand exactly. kicked in his face. Right, and right. he decides he's not going to take it anymore. Right, and he goes and he takes the Charles Atlas. If you know who Charles Atlas is, he's like the original guru, you know, the bodybuilding guru. Him and you know. Joe Weider revolutionized right. the whole industry. Right, right, right. So so he gets the Charles Atlas book, decides he's going to turn his, around, his life around, gets a set of weights, starts working out all the time. Ultimately, I think he makes it to the point where he becomes the... The, the quarterback on the high school football team. So he goes from being like Mr. Fat, out of shape nerd. Then he goes into the healthcare industry and he works at Bally's, the old Bally's, which is, you know, which, which used is, to be Vic Tanny. Right, which was which is now gone. There used to be here in the St. Louis area. Matter of fact, I used to work out the one in Clayton all the time. I loved it there. Uh, matter of fact, someday I'll tell you my funny story about the locker room situation, but that's another oh. story. Okay, so so he becomes this and he he works, talks about it like he his his standard work week was twelve hours a day, six days a week. He mm-hmm. worked twelve hours a day, six days a week, and he worked out and and he sold memberships and stuff like that. He got very good at it. He, they made him a manager, and all this at the same time he's working out. And at one point in time, I think he was like Mister Texas. He's this wow. like he's like this incredible, you know, uh, you know, ripped bodybuilder who's like this professional weightlifter and stuff like that. He's winning all these things. So he sort of burns out on it and decides that he wants to retire. This is when he's like thirty-two, and he decides I'm going to retire at thirty-four. So how does he do it? He starts buying houses. And the interesting part of it is, you got to understand when this was. This was when one of our economies collapsed. This is when all the SNLs collapsed. And everybody just walked away from their house. Not everybody, but a lot of people. So yeah. he was buying. And was this, so this is circa, what, 08, that era? No, no, no. This is back, this is back in the 80s or 90s. Oh, okay. I'm thinking most, the guys thinking like most six, recently. The, and so what's more impressive about that, Brad, is that, is that there were no YouTube videos about how to flip houses. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and he talks about that. And he talks about, and, and, and he talked about he, he's buying these things from the federal government, FHA. Within a couple years, he has 100 houses he's bought, 100 rent houses, wow. and he retires at 34. So then he gets bored, so he decides to start this, this company called uh, Lifestyles Unlimited where he teaches stuff like that. And it's so funny because he's his guy talks like that, a voice like that. Sounds like, the, <laughs> sounds like the kind of guy you'd see it was be like a weightlifter. You know, like you go to a bar and he's the bouncer. Hey, buddy, yeah, don't do right. that. He's a tough guy. <laughs> I just blew out my voice doing that. Oh, and anyway, now he's a multi, 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 multi-millionaire. And he does, he buys hours of airtime. On 97.1, he buys the time between 7 and 8 o'clock. Just writes him a check. Every day he mm-hmm. buys that and, hour. And that's to promote his product. Right. right. And on and he does an hour talk show. And on 104.9 The Patriot, he now buys two hours every night. He's on from 6 till 8. And he talks about his life, talks about, you know. And the big thing is he has all these people who have taken his course and his organization. And the stories they tell are just incredible. Yeah. I mean, people like with not a pot to urinate in, you know, are, you know, like are there, there's two basic categories of the people that become very wealthy with him. The people who are a lot of immigrants who come to this country with nothing. And the other side of the equ- equation is people like you, and I don't mean like you in the respect, but who were a corporate person and didn't like corporate life and decided, I just can't go this anymore. Yeah. I can't I can't go to my cubicle every day. I just can't do that anymore. Yeah. I'm out of here. And, and they, they think if there's any skills that they learned in that corporate environment and that, and that stress factory, as I like to call it, if you learn anything at the stress factory, what can you apply 
to, to this new life. Right. And, and that's, what, that's what he does as far as all this stuff is okay. Okay. Can, now hold on. And we're at time. You know what? I screwed up here. Huh, I screwed up. And Jack Frost needs to hear from us today, Brad. This is the last weekend from oh St. Charles uh, Family Traditions. I missed a break. Okay, hold on. Let me see if I can do this. Let me do, do this. Okay, I'm going to do this right now, and hopefully this will work. Um, yeah, okay, this will work. Okay, 741.